And I mean, like, everyone's trying to tell me their issues, and I'm like, bitch, can you just cue up my drum? Welcome to Rebel Girls Book Club. I'm Harmony. And I'm Maggie. And we're here to take an intersectional, feminist approach to books from all over the spectrum. Bestsellers, we've got you covered. That one book from English class you hated while you read but you can't forget? We've got that too. Comic books? Nonfiction? It's all right here. So grab your tea, grab your blanket, and let's get rebellious about your favorite new reads. Welcome back to Rebel Girls Book Club, where this week we bring you the birthday book cat. We bring this to you because on the date of recording, we're very shortly after my birthday, and this episode comes out two days after Harmony's birthday. So, happy birthday to the fall baby. And this tag was created by Antonia at Always Books. So thanks, Antonia. Alright, we're starting off with Birthday Cake. A book with a plot that seems cliche, but you adore it anyways. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm, that's going to be a you, Maggie. (laughs) You're going to start that one off, I think. Mine is definitely A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness, which is not just cliche, but also deeply problematic because it's Twilight for adults. But much as I fell for Twilight as a teenager, I am in love with that series now. So that's that's my birthday cake. Wait, so this is any book we've read? Yeah. Book that's cliche that I really love. I guess we're going to go with the Bloody Jack series because I think that that would still hold up for me today. But I think most of the fiction I've been consuming the past few years has been pretty original. So good job. All right. Party guests, your most anticipated book release for this year. I could say either upcoming next year or just what you were most excited to get your hands on this year. What's I most excited about? Huh. Oh, one last stop. One last stop I was pretty excited to get my hands on. It took me a while, and then I finally got it, and it was worth it. That's funny. Did I introduce you to that book when you were at my house? Yes, you did. And I I refused to read Red, White, and Blue. Sorry, Casey McQuinston. Yeah, mostly because TikTok says that it's the book that straight people read for gayness, I guess. But one last stop I loved, so. I feel very similarly my reasoning is very different, but I'm just not that interested in red, white, and royal blue. I don't think I'm that interested in royal romances in general. I feel like this year I finally started to figure out what I do like in a romance and have really deeply enjoyed some, but I don't think for me, I don't think for me that's it. My most anticipated book release for this year was, I think probably All Is Well by Mona Awad, which I got for my birthday last week, but haven't had a chance to start yet. I loved Bunny, which was her last horror novel. One of the weirdest things I've ever read in my fucking life, but so good. It's like Mean Girls meets Dark Academia meets just horror. Just like all three of those things together. So good. And I think All's Well is about a teacher, like theater director who wants to put on All's Well that ends well, but her cast rebels because they want to put on Macbeth. So that's the premise, but it's going to be real weird and horror-y, and I'm real excited to read it. I'm excited too now. Yeah, it's, I'll let you know how it is. I don't think her work is for everyone because it, it gets real weird. You really got to suspend your disbelief, but I really dig it. All right, birthday presents. 
a book that surprised you with how much you loved it? Hmm, book that surprised me. I think it was actually a book that I read recently for the podcast that I now can't remember the name of. The person we interviewed was beautiful and wonderful. Let's see. Was it The House of Rust or Oh Beautiful? It was The House of Rust. Yes, thank you. Yes, it was The House of Rust. That really surprised me when I read it. I think I, I read it in like two days, which was really stressful because I'm working 65 hours a week and that's it was just a lot. But I can't stop thinking about it and I keep thinking about it. And it's just a truly beautiful book. It's wonderful. And The House of Rust actually also surprised me. So I'm going to give two because The House of Rust, I did not think I would like. Oh, you mean Oh Beautiful? I meant Oh Beautiful. Yeah, sorry. I, I liked... I liked The House of Rust. I mean, I, I knew I would like Oh Beautiful, but it wasn't, you know, The House of Rust is fantasy. So I shouldn't have been as surprised, but I think I'm surprised after reading it how much it stuck with me. And then Oh Beautiful, I was like, oh, this is contemporary. I'm probably not going to jive with this as much. But from the moment you read it, it's really hard to put down. That was just like a really, it was smooth. It was a smooth read. Yeah, I feel that. I think for me, it would be The Strange Case of the Alchemist daughter by Theodora Goss and really the whole The Extraordinary Adventures of the Athena Club series which again I probably shouldn't have been surprised because on paper it's something that I would like. It's a historical fiction novel that follows the daughters of famous fictional figures. So we see Frankenstein's other monster named Justine and we follow the daughter of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and how that's fucked up her life. And it's like a little fantasy, but mostly historical, very mystery. But I think that what surprised me the most about it was just how much I loved the group of girls who centered in it and their friendship, which just felt so beautiful and wonderful and expected to like it, but I didn't expect it to take hold of me in the way that it did. And I think too, it was also because Something that I've learned this year is where audiobooks fit in my life and found a much deeper appreciation for them. And that was one of the first audiobook series that only had a single narrator that really gripped me. Because previously to that, I had been mostly reading full cast or multiple narrator audiobooks, which are typically still my preference when possible. But this whole reading experience totally floored me with how good it was. All right, happy birthday song. A book that certainly deserved all the hype that it got. The Once of Future Witches. Fair enough. Fair enough. I have to think about this one a little bit. Oh, you know what? I would say Girls of Storm and Shadow for me is really, by Natasha Nyan, really deserves all the hype that it got. The third book I think is about to come out, but those first two books, I heard so much hype around when they came out a couple years ago. And I didn't really think that they were going to be for me, but it, for me, it's crossover YA fantasy with adult appeal that just does it so well. The world is so rich. The relationship between the two protagonists is so heart-wrenching. It deals with some really dark and heavy and fucked up topics in a way that feels appropriate and sensitive without shying away from the fact that the events of the book have fucked these two characters up. It's so revolutionary. And I picked it up being like, I'm probably going to like this, but I really think that it's just a super well-crafted, well-thought-out novel from A to Z in a way that I don't think that I personally encounter in YA fantasy super often. And it's also just very original. So I think that that series really deserves the hype that it gets. All right, we're at this party. 
we've sang the birthday song, but now we need some just ambiently happy music. So I want to I wanna hear about a book with some very beautiful and truly memorable quotes. So this doesn't fit our birthday theme very well, but against white feminism, for me, I had a lot of quotes from, and I've taken that text with me this whole semester. It's come with me in all of my work. I love that. That feels so good. Oh, you know what was like a surprise one for me? was Nothing But Blackened Teeth by Cassandra Cobb, which it makes me an asshole to be surprised because the reason I was surprised was because it's a horror novel and I didn't really expect to find writing that was so beautiful and so lyrical and so metaphorical and just very much my thing in a book that was as scary as Nothing But Blackened Teeth is because it's very scary even though it's only 120 pages. And it really just knocked me off my socks. And it was it was funny too because they were I was so enthralled with it. And sometimes it was because it was just like, oh my god, this sentence is just the most beautiful fucking thing I've ever put in my eyeballs in my entire life. And then other times it was because, oh my god, I'm gonna shit my pants. This is so scary. When I was reading it, Damien, my husband, walked in and out of the room multiple times trying to get my attention, and I was like, just face first into it. So yeah, that's the book that's got very beautiful and truly memorable. It's not for the faint of heart though. Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) All right. Harmony, we're getting older. We whine about it all the time. What's a book that you read a long time ago, but you think you would appreciate more if you read it as a more mature reader? Maybe. Okay. So I have two. I have two. There's stories here. Maybe I have three actually. I have three. (laughs) So when I was nine years old, I I remembered none of it, but I read all the classics and I was really into Sherlock Holmes for some reason. And so I read all of the Sherlock Holmes and I I retained absolutely nothing. I just kind of remember vague mentions of opium. So I wish I had read that as an older reader. The second one is Pride and Prejudice. I read that in seventh grade and I did like it, but it took me a while to like slog through. Maggie hates that book, but I would like to revisit that as a grown up reader. And then the third is Wicked by Gregory Maguire. I read that in sixth grade. I liked it. Me too. Oh, really? (laughs) I liked it, but I think I was kind of confused by the romance between Glinda and, sorry, spoilers for Wicked, Glinda and Alphabeth. Not because I didn't know what gayness was. I was just confused by the writing and what was going on. So I think that that would be interesting to revisit with a higher reading level. Yeah, that's fair. I think that mine is Tolstoy's Anna Karenina, which I read when I was a senior in high school, and it was what unlocked my love, essentially, for 19th century Russian literature, which is a love that I carry with me to this day. I feel like all of our friends know that Russian literature is my bag. That's what, like, I love to read. And... That was my first, and it's so dense, and it's so intense, and it's also very confusing because everyone has the same name, and I think that I keep meaning to reread it, and then I don't because it's like 900 pages, and I'm like, I should just do it. It's one of my favorite books, and I I think, though, that I would have an easier time keeping track of everything if I read it as an adult reader. I've read most of that book, and I just tell people I've read it because I've read most of it, but I stopped because I couldn't understand what Tolstoy was trying to tell me about communism. His whole- I'm very- Maggie, you do need to read that because I'm very confused about Tolstoy's government structure and his ideals that he tries to push into this narrative, and it's just confusing. It is confusing, yeah, it's true. War and peace is even worse. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, I'm never reading that. God, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. All right, Sweet Birthday Memories, a book that kept you incredibly happy during a sad or demanding period of your life. I would say all of the Brown Sisters books, they really kind of got me through this pandemic. And, you know, I was also in grad school. I wish those books gave me the same solace. Like, I wish I had those books now <laughs> when I'm really uh, struggling with life a little bit more. But yeah, it was it was nice escapism during COVID. I have a I have a similar book, which I don't even think would have the same effect on me if I read it again today. But last June, I read Untamed by Glennon Doyle and really wasn't expecting to find very much out of it and got a lot out of it and wouldn't shut up about it for like three straight months. It just offered a lot of comfort and answers for me and just it very much felt like an older woman just being like, okay, here's a bunch of bullshit. Let's just guide our way through. And I think it was very much that touch point that I needed at that time. And I don't know that I ever will revisit it because I kind of don't really want to ruin the magic of what it did for me in that specific moment. And it just felt very much like a light in the dark when I felt panicky all the time. You know? Yeah, that's fair. And that is it. That is the end of the birthday book tag. Alright, my friends. We will see you all next week. Bye! Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher app. You can support this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash rgbc and clicking the support this podcast button. Our episode schedule can be found in our show notes or by going to our website, rebelgirlsbook.club, and clicking read along with the show. You can follow us at rgbcpod on Instagram, at rebelgirlsbookclub on Facebook, at rebelgirlsbook1 on Twitter, and you can email us at rebelgirlsbookclub at gmail.com. Our theme song is called Pretty Boys Make Me Feel Ugly, and it's by The Gays. See you soon, and remember to read rebelliously. Rebel Girls Book Club is a part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.